Hello and welcome to Back of the Grid, the Carlos Signs of F1 podcasts, where we usually mess at the start, but we come good in the end. And I'm really glad I got that right first time. <laughs> uh, my name is Chris and I'm joined as always by Tom and by Stu. Say hello, everyone. Hello, hello everyone. This is the podcast for the Chinese Grand Prix, second one of the season. Already, it's going like really quickly already. And it's not that long till the third. <laughs> yeah, it's in like... Bahrain. <laughs> yeah, busy, busy, busy. Uh, yeah, it's all go. Um, it was a pretty good race, all in all, I think, wasn't it? I was entertained, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was thoroughly entertained. I think it had the, I mean, Stuart was saying, it had the usual kind of slight mid-race lull that has happened for the last few years, but it didn't seem to last quite as long as previous years, so that's something <laughs> at least. Um, yeah. We nearly didn't have a race, because the entirety of Friday was pretty much brained off i think it was like 17 minutes of running across both practice sessions yeah it was a combination of the horrible rain and then the smog and stuff that was stopping the um medical chopper being able to fly because they couldn't get to the nearest hospital with the chopper meant that they also had to cancel sessions because of that i think one was the weather and one was that was then that yeah which is yeah. which is fair enough but i think they also need to make sure there's something for all the people who paid to turn up yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, good on Lewis Hamilton for like just going out there and walking around in front of the grandstands, and I think he was like chucking some signed caps into the crowd and stuff like that. But pretty much no one there had anything else to look at, which is yeah, it's a bit it's of a shame. But when you pay all that money for a ticket and there's nothing happening, that's uh, not great. Yeah, some people suggesting yeah. they ran another practice session on Saturday and qualified on Sunday morning or something just to give people stuff to see, but. Yeah, rain just about held out in the end. They um, they put some Porsches round at some point, I think, didn't they? During they put something round the the support races. I yeah, because I saw Martin Brundle say it looks bad when supposedly the best race cars in the world don't leave the garages, and then yeah. a load of Porsche GTs go out and just pound round immediately afterwards. I wonder what the the medical requirements differ then, because like I say, part of it was. The yeah. medical chopper because they changed some things around so that they could go to another. They moved some, it was like neurological equipment, and they moved it from a hospital they were going to about 30 something kilometers away to another one that the chopper could get to, which meant they were fine for Saturday and Sunday, um, providing the weather in general held up. So it was, it was a bit of a weird one that it was a bit, yeah. The regulations around the medical grounds would let other series race, but not Formula One. Yeah. But if I had to, yeah. if I had to hazard a guess as to why that would be, and I'm hazarding a guess very much, it could be that because of Formula One cars, I, I don't know what cars they did run, but if they only ran Porsches, which are closed cockpit vehicles, true. obviously that's a much true. much safer vehicle to to run. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's the open cockpit environment. That's a good shout, actually. More, yeah. more chance of a a more serious head injury, isn't there? If yeah, anything yeah. does go wrong. Um. So I guess we'll quickly go over qualifying, which actually did happen. Uh, biggest yeah. thing in Q1 was Giovinazzi <coughs> sticking it in the wall. <laughs> uh, which was <laughs> oh, such a cruel oh, little laugh, that. <laughs> it, was, it was more the, yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but that happened right at the end of Q1, which ruined a lot of people's laps. Um, so <clears throat> Grosjean, Palmer, Ocon all went out. Uh, Verstappen had already had some software issues so he was already 
not having a great time of it and that ruined his last lap as well which put Verstappen yeah. right at the back the um, the Grosjean and Palmer incidents as well they both came past him and apparently didn't slow up enough on both occasions and <laughs> did you see Grosjean's angry tweet <laughs> I didn't know oh he put out this angry tweet um he got penalised for not slowing enough as he passed the incident. And then he tweeted a picture of his telemetry showing that he was doing like, I don't know, 50 mile an hour <laughs> and then lifted off and dropped or something. Or he went down to 50 mile an hour and then slowly crept back up. And he's like, if that's not lifting, I don't know what is. <laughs> like, wow. Just openly criticised the FIA and Charlie and everyone else has made this decision that he's... Not lifted enough. Well, I know there's there a video go. of one of them going past where they were still going up through the gears, so they definitely didn't lift. Yeah, I think that was part of it, where Palmer short-shifted his way through it and shifted early, Yeah, and Grosjean kind of helped feathered the throttle, and then as soon as he was past, put his foot down and, and shifted up. Um, but it wouldn't have improved the laps anyway. I don't know oh, why no. it seems both of them it? did it. Yeah. Weird one. Other things to note, Alonso managed to qualify 13th while his teammate was out in Q1. Which <clears> yeah. Just, Alonso's just putting himself in the shop window this season, isn't he? He's just going oh, all out so someone else pays attention to it. Well, it's the only way he's going to get in a better car, I think, really is, at the yeah. minute, is yeah. to, to show how good got, he actually is. I think he's got his eye on a, uh, on a Ferrari seat again. That would be interesting. Do you, do you, think, do you think he'd... They'd take him back. I don't. That's think the they question. Would. They took. They took Raikkonen back. Yeah, that's true. True. Yeah, and it'll be Raikkonen's seat he gets if he does. Yeah, I think that. I don't know. Raikkonen's not been very inspiring these first couple of races, as he said that himself. He says it yeah. needs to improve. So mm. it'll be interesting to see what decisions made about him because he's on rolling one-year contracts. I think is. Yeah, it? I think he is. Yep. So. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens with him at the end of the year. Uh, the boy Stroll made it into Q3 for the first time. Woo, that made yeah. it out of Q1 for the too first bad. time. <laughs> um, which impressive sign was only just outside the top 10 as well in Toro Rosso. Um, then at the sharp end, Hamilton was pole only two, uh, less than two tenths ahead of Vettel and Bottas was a thousandth behind Vettel. That yeah, was cr- that's crazy. Yeah. We're getting on for... Uh... 2009 Button Jensen Button year qualifying sessions this year I think it really is like it it seems like at least the top four cars are like that close together I think Toto Wolf said they figured out that that thousandth was the equivalent of two and a half centimetres what which is ridiculous yeah it's basically like the nose touching the line before the other car. Yeah, it really like, is. It, it, there's nothing in it at all. <laughs> Making that Mercedes even longer than it already is just to... Uh, <laughs> just putting a little nose extension on. <laughs> yeah. they'll, be, they'll be wishing that they had gone for the stubbed nose now that yeah. everyone else has got. You never know, that could have put Bottas in second. <laughs> a little thumb. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's about it for qualifying, I guess. Yeah, that... that I don't think there's anything else. Well, Alonso did drive like an animal. Just going back to him, that was a that that was a, a good quote from the weekend that I've not got. Yeah, yeah was, I, I think the quote is, "I'm driving like all the animals." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not just one of them. All, all of them. Of them. 
Although, although speaking of Alonzo and radio messages, uh, Chris, do you need a drink? That drinks. I, I don't need drinks. You know, there is, there is just enough uh, concentration to keep the car on the track, you know. I just, I thought that was quality during the race. <laughs> I don't need any drinks! Shut up! <laughs> it's such a weird thing to ask him as well, like... That is why, weird. Why? why is he asking him that? I don't know, it was so early on as well though, it's not like they've been racing a long time and there was a lot of heat yeah. Yeah. In, in the air or anything. I remember Rosberg being reminded to drink at some point yeah, as I do well. Yeah. It's like they're looking after toddlers. Yeah. yeah. The, the only thing I can think is, as daft as it sounds, that... No, the car wouldn't be too heavy though, or anything. They can't put that much water in it. Is no, there's no reason that you need to get rid of it for that reason? I don't think is there. <laughs> Next thing you know, they'll be random into, reminding him to breathe in and out. <laughs> Have a little bleep. I don't need area. to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the race started sort of under damp conditions. Uh, all but one car on intermediates. Uh, I think Carlos Sainz said he sort of panicked a bit when he saw all the blankets come off and he was the only person on slick tyres. Yeah, understandable. Which he would, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, which which was proven by his... what One of the worst starts I've ever seen in Formula 1. From uh, 11th... Was he 11th on the grid he started? He was... Uh, yeah. He Just everybody drove past him while he was spinning his wheels around. <laughs> yeah, did, did a pirouette round turn one. Yeah. Yeah, then went wide at turn one, spun at turn two, and then in the process of recovering, nudged off the wall to straighten himself out. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah, it was lucky that that wasn't any worse, to be honest. It was very, very lucky, yeah. We'll sort of come back to him later on, but that is one of the worst starts I think I've ever seen in Formula One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Hamilton held the lead. Uh, Vettel sort of hung Bottas out to dry around the outside. Um, yeah. It was a fairly clean start, other than that, really, wasn't it? Yeah, the only thing really was Perez careering into Stroll. It was around turn four or something, wasn't it? Yeah, which I've seen a couple of times. It kind of seemed like they were both at fault. I think. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think that's why there was. It, it came down to a racing incident, didn't it? And I think yeah. that's exactly what it was. You know, Perez had tried to put himself in some space, and Stroll wasn't. He was closing a gap that I don't think he should have been closing. I think he was looking in his mirrors, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I think it's 50-50, you know. Perez maybe shouldn't have been trying to jam the car down the inside, but Stroll should have maybe had a bit bit more of his wits around him on opening lap the first few corners in a bunched-up pack like that. Yeah, it's a shame, because after his decent show in qualifying, it would be nice to see what he could do, but... Especially considering where Massa was by the end of the day. Yeah. Lap one hero was obviously Verstappen. He went from 16th to 7th on the first lap, which is... I don't know if you guys have seen the onboard. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. A heck of an onboard. It's just... It's, I can't even describe what I thought watching that. It yeah. was just... It was like he was in a completely different league to everyone yeah. around him. The term Rainmaster just doesn't do it justice, does it? Yeah, he just... Yeah. You watched him, he was taking completely different lines to everyone else. It's not like he had time to figure that out. He had like a few laps to the grid. Yeah, it's like he's on softer tyres to everyone else. Like 10 compounds softer. (laughs) Mad. Like you can imagine like Ricardo glancing his mirrors a lap or two in and he's already seen his teammate behind him. Yeah, that must be a worrying sight (laughs) in a way. 
It'd be nice to see him and Hamilton duke it out properly in wet conditions from similar starting positions because where was it last year that we nearly saw them have a bit of a duel in the wet? I can't remember where it was now. Oh, it was Brazil. Brazil, that's it, yeah. Uh, Both putting good drives in Brazil in the wet towards the end of the season in in what horrible conditions. So it'd be kind of nice to see a wet race where those two are near each other from the get-go and yeah. see how it goes. Um, then, of course, we had we had the virtual safety car for um, Stroll beaching it with a broken wheel. And then not yeah. long after they got going, Giovinazzi crashed again oh. in pretty much <laughs> the same place on the track. It was an almost identical crash, but I think the thing that caused his second one it was the it was the water underneath the media tower thing wasn't yeah, it the media he'd, bridge because yeah. a lot of people pitted for dry tires under the virtual safety car yeah um, and he sort of he seemed to lose it out of the last corner and then get it back together and then lose it a second time on that patch of yeah, water yeah it was almost as though he, I, I, I can't place it in the footage exactly but it was almost as though that as he crossed that that wet patch yeah he was kind of trying to stick his foot down after yeah. messing up the corner and that obviously just instantly spun him up and just spat him out the other side yes. so well, wasn't it was it verline who did pretty much the same thing last year just lost it going in that straight line when he hit that was more the bump. There used to be a bump there yes, that they seem to have smoothed out. And a lot of people in the last few years have kind of come out that corner at an awkward angle, tried to get on the power a little bit of a different spot to where you naturally would if you if you got the corner right. And then the bump used to spit people out in a really similar fashion. But I think it was the the wet that's done it this time rather than the bump. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a weekend to forget, really, wasn't it, for him? Which is a shame because yeah. he was fantastic in Australia, but... Well, we'll see what he does next week. <laughs> well, we may or may not see him next week, I suppose. Oh, yeah, true. The tough thing... No official about... word on that at this point, yeah. is there? Yeah, the, the tough thing for Giovinazzi is that he had... It, it, it was just... Imagine being a, a, a new driver on a weekend like this weekend just gone by. No practice. Yeah. Very, very... Well, barely any practice. Then you're straight into qualifying, straight into race, in very, very tricky conditions... You you're always 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 going to struggle. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. In brand new Let, cars as well. Let's defend him. Let's defend him yeah. as much as we possibly can. I think so. I feel, I really feel for <laughs> it because it must have been so hard. Yeah, he's had a tough. He's had a baptism of fire. Yeah. The the other thing is, I think the thing to look at is science having his issues that he did starting on slicks. Um, Something that happened on later on with Bottas that we'll discuss properly. You know, there were things like that. Verstappen was locking up and struggling. I think, I think grip was a factor all, all through the race. You know, or yeah. lack of, should I say? So, yeah. it is a bit harsh. I think to just chuck it all at Giovinazzi and say it was terrible, and he should be doing better because there were a number of drivers who had similar sorts of problems yeah. through the race. With much think, more so. experience as well. Yeah. So, we'll do what we can to defend him. <laughs> yeah, the interesting thing with next race actually is if he does have to do next race as well, he's no longer classed as a young driver, which means he yeah. can't do any in-season testing for the rest of the year. Yeah, Ooh. he can't do the um, the Abu Dhabi test. Can no. he? Well, they, I guess you're always going to take a 
Grand Prix over a test, though, aren't you? Yeah. I saw um, I saw Ted Kravitz put an interesting question. I think it was Ted. Somebody put a really interesting question to um, Manisha Coltonborn. Or is it is it Coltonborn? Coltonborn. Coltonborn. And they basically turned to her and said, "Are Ferrari making you race him?" <laughs> and she was like, "No, <laughs> categorically no." But I don't see why Ferrari would in the first place because it. And in theory, disadvantages them because, like you say, you've got no young driver then for the testing yeah. later in the season. So, yeah. Um, yes, Vettel pit behind the virtual <coughs> safety car rather than the regular safety car, which lost him a few places. Um, yeah. Because by the time the safety car had gone in, everybody had switched back to slicks. Uh, Bottas managed to bin it behind the safety car. Well, not bin it, but he spun around a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Which was yeah, the amateur um, hour. It was, and that that that's an example of kind of what I mean with it. it. It'd be harsh to have a real go at Giovinazzi because you've got someone in Bottas who has driven in yeah. a, a fairly like decent team at Williams, and you know, been up at the sharp end in places like Canada and stuff in the wet as well. Um, and for him to make a silly mistake like that, which he's come out and said like. He's embarrassed himself, and he he needs to get past it. But um, yeah, it was it was a weird one losing the car behind the safety car, just trying to warm your tires. It's not very often you see that, is it? No, it don't look good. It's I think a lot of it is is a lot. A lot of the, these mistakes that we have seen this last weekend have been a lot to do with these big wide tires on a on a on a slick track on a wet track. Yeah. So. You know, you're going to get so much more aquaplaning than they've, than they've ever had before with big tyres. And again, you know, the cars, the downforce is probably behaving a lot different to what it was before in the past. So they're still finding a limit in these cars, and they've all got bitten. Yeah, definitely. the The thing I think with Vettel as well, just going back to his, I'd say misfortune. I think the thing with that is during that virtual safety car, you don't. You don't really know that, and uh, something else is going to happen here, and you're going to get another safety car. It's a gamble, but yeah. everyone behind Vettel at that point had pitted. I think it was only the top four that didn't pit from was, memory. Yeah. The two Red Bulls, the two Mercedes, and that was it. I think they were the only two. Uh, sorry, the only four at the time that had not pitted, yeah. and then they got lucky in the sense that with Giovinazzi's crash being on the start finish straight, they had to dive through the pit lane as part of the lap, which basically eradicated any disadvantage whatsoever. I know they're behind a safety car, but the disadvantage of pitting was lessened even more so by the fact they were driving past the box anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a shame that I think that ruined what could have been an interesting race between Vettel and Hamilton. I think we'd lost out a little even though we did see a great drive from Vettel to get back to second in the first place. So mm. I yeah, think I think yeah. it would have been I think Vettel might have won it if he'd not had the uh if they'd not made that slight strategy mistake at the at the beginning. Yeah. If him and Hamilton had been tit for tat as in Hamilton had pitted during the virtual safety car or Vettel and Ferrari had waited and they'd pitted during the full safety car when Hamilton did, I think that you know, one of those two changes could have seen as seeing those two like duking it out in the way that Vettel was with Raikkonen, but his own teammate was holding him up for a little while, wasn't yeah. he? After the safety car yeah. was gone, that never helped. You got yeah, to do a great move on him, though. Yeah, and then Ricardo after that. 
yeah, yeah. we had that nice fuel up stretch of the top five pretty much formation flying around kind of dueling with each other for a while which was yeah pretty damn cool um but yeah Vettel got past Raikkonen first didn't he um because yeah. Raikkonen had been sort of tucked up behind Ricardo for quite a while and never really he never even looked close to passing him did it really he was complaining a lot about power yeah, yeah I don't know if you noticed yeah. that on the radio he had his oh, moment where he was saying about that. slowly but um, yeah but yeah once Vettel's passed Raikkonen he was right on Ricardo as well and that was I mean that was move the race wasn't it uh Fails pass on Ricardo. It's, I think he's up there. If if I can't think of anything else that was no. better as a move, a single move. Round the outside, lots of tire lock in, bumped wheels on the yeah, way out. Wheel banging on the way out. Yeah. That's what yeah. You see. That, I think that was the thing that made it just that much better. It yeah. feels it's, like the, overtakes this season are real overtakes now as well. Like there weren't yeah. many DRS moves at all. All the so, overtakes down at turn I've, six, a lot of the good ones. I've got a stat yeah. for you there. Well, there were 54 total overtakes in the race, and only 10 of them were with DRS. Oh, wow. That's good. Which Do you is... want to know a stat about last season's race? Did go for it. There were 109 overtakes wow. on track in last season's race. Do we know how many were DRS enabled, though? I don't know how many were DRS, but probably quite a few, I would have thought. I would suspect a much higher percentage, to be honest. Yeah, I would. I'd... Do you know what I would take in given those two statistics? I would take the lower number of passes with the fifty something, but see moves like the couple that Vettel put in, the yeah. the drive from the grid that Verstappen put in going round people the way he did, um and and stuff like that. Yeah. I'd I'd take that over and even that little there was a little move with Alonso where um Thing, I want to say it was Sainz tried to come past him with DRS, and Alonso was like, no chance, mate, you're not having this off me without a fight, and dove as late as he could on the brakes and tried to get back up the inside, yeah. but it was just a little too much for the car, and he ended up kind of running out and yeah. wide, but that was where his drive shaft went anyway and ended his race, I think, yeah. not long after yeah. that, so... Whether it was part and parcel, I don't know, but it was just things like that that you were seeing. Even when people were coming past with DRS, you were seeing the driver that was overtaken able to at least stay in touch and fight back a little bit, which was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was... it, it's quali- We're saying quality overtakes over quantity of overtakes. Yeah, it's like and some people say like an overtake should be like scoring a goal in football, and I don't think it should be quite that rare, but like the last few years of DRS, he was getting more like basketball scores and yeah, it's just yeah. kind of it sort of loses a bit of the magic doesn't it whereas if I think I feel like the DRS in this race was letting people get close enough to then have a go in the next sequence of corners and that's it it's like, it's like down the start finish straight for example it was getting people right up behind someone going yeah. into turn one you had to have one, two, three, and then sort of going into four, five, six that's where people were starting exactly, to look at yeah. making the moves which yeah, I enjoy. I enjoyed it from that aspect. I think yeah. I did enjoy. Ricardo said afterwards that um, he'd be lying if he said the wheel bumping wasn't slightly deliberate, which I quite like. <laughs> I also enjoyed. Um, I can't which commentator it was trying to spot which tyres Ricardo was on, and had to wait till he went round a corner because there were no yes. tyre markings left on the side. <laughs> yeah, there was a, there was a bit of a weird moment where I think they thought that he'd pitted and put on another set of inters. But it was just that they'd gone through the pits in the safety yeah. car period. And I think it, Verstappen had dove in, but not Ricardo. And then Ricardo went in next time round for the softs, or the super softs, sorry. Yeah. 
Uh, we got a little bit robbed of a Vettel Verstappen battle as well because as soon as they got together, Verstappen just locked everything up yeah. with a hairpin and yeah. skidded off the track, which is a shame. I was quite looking forward to them having a little duel for a while because they've uh, they've had slight incidents in the past, haven't they? Yeah. It it was also I don't know. Was it last ditch defending from Verstappen towards the end with Ricardo pushing him for the podium? I'm surprised not more has been made of that. The very last, the last lap, last hairpin. There was a, as soon as Ricardo sort of made his lunges, there was a very deliberate change yeah. of direction from Verstappen. I, I thought that looked really dodgy. The thing is, though, it the, the Verstappen rule, as they called it, was removed for the start of the yeah. season. Now I, I can't remember exactly what the Verstappen rule was, but it's to do with the number of moves you're allowed to make under braking, isn't yeah, it, effectively? Yeah. So, so really, if that's... It's anti-weaving rule, isn't it? That's basically what it is. Yeah. But then you saw Alonso going down the back straight, <laughs> weaving left and right yeah. and left and right to stop anyone trying to get a drag on him because his car's so slow. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> Another Alonso moment I enjoyed was um, his race engineer told him uh, what the fastest lap was, and Alonso said, yeah, but I'm the fastest in the corners. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which to be fair, he quite possibly was the way he drives that car. Yeah, well, that chassis, you know, like even Van Dorn's saying that he thinks it's the quickest car in the corners. They yeah. were both; they've both been saying that they can easily keep up with everyone through the corners. It's just on the yeah. straights where they're just so lacking power that they can't keep it's up. Going to be in slightly interesting to see somewhere like Monaco, I think, to mm. see where they end up in in the pack there, because you know somewhere where. There's there's no high end top speed or even um, Hungary because that's basically a big go kart track. So yeah, you'd think they'll go quick around there. But... Yeah, the low power tracks are definitely the ones yeah. where they're gonna. Uh... Yeah, and it kind of sort of shook out from there, really, didn't it? After that kind of battle was over, uh, Hamilton had got a sort of good lead over Vettel, which he just sort of held on to. Yeah. I did like that they both said afterwards, like the last sort of twenty laps of the race, they were just both going flat out trading fastest laps which is exactly what you want that's what's been missing for the last few years yeah exactly not not having to look after tires and stupid things like that and just go in hell for leather yeah <laughs> of i want that dhl fastest man award <laughs> other delivery companies are available <laughs> uh i guess you just have a quick run through the teams and pick up any bits and bobs we missed out yeah, can do. Bit of a Park Fermi-esque kind of roundup. Yeah. I'll let you do that then because you wrote the most of this down. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we, I think we've said just a little bit about Williams, but a bit of a weekend to forget for them, I think, isn't it? Stroll being taken out by Perez and then Massa struggling to finish in 14th, which was last but one in the end. Anonymous Massa, wasn't he, actually? Yeah. I vaguely remember seeing him. It's a weird one because we've... We've always heard this thing since since the change in formula to the hybrid era. This Williams has always been good in the dry, but rubbish in mixed conditions and, and bad in the wet as well. So I'm surprised we've not got to the bottom of that yet. It's been three years. <laughs> so <laughs> you'd, you'd have thought they'd have maybe had some idea what was going on. But yeah, it, it led to an uneventful weekend for yeah. them in general, I think. Um with Sauber, Giovinazzi, we've already talked about. Um, Ericsson didn't have a particularly brilliant day either and finished last on the track in 15th, so not a huge amount. Nothing really wrong there, just it, it can't really go much faster, I think. I think that's the main problem there. 
Um, DNF for both cars at McLaren. Uh, Van Dorn was uh, a loss of fuel pressure. Uh, Alonso was running really well in the points, battling with Sainz uh, until the drive shaft issue that we've talked about already, can which you, ended can his we blame race. Honda for that? Uh, no, I'd say <laughs> well, not. I don't know, man. Vibrate, vibrate. I guess it depends on which engine, engine, right? doesn't it? Yeah. It, it depends on why it's failed, yeah. If yeah. it comes back to that whole thing we were talking about pre-season of the engine is virtually shaking itself to pieces, then yes, blame them. <laughs> um, if it's just an unfortunate issue, like it could be that as he's gone off track, he's, he's caused some damage You yes. know, when he went off fighting science. So I think without any more detail, I don't want to point too many fingers at Honda on that one. Yes. Uh, Renault, we've not really mentioned Renault at all, have we? No. Uh, Hulkenberg was 12th, despite his time penalties for overtaking someone <laughs> under virtual safety car and then again under the normal safety car. So he, did it, he managed to do that twice. Uh, and Palmer just struggled with the tyres and was not having a good weekend and ended up coming home 13th, so 12th and 13th for them. Yeah, actually, I think, so I think you said this to me yesterday, Stu, like looking down the names of the teams here. Most of them weren't even on TV, were they? No, most of them weren't. That really frustrated me about the race. Is that the, the cameras stopped at Red Bull, yeah. going down the list. Yeah. I didn't see much the, Force India, no Toro Rosso. Didn't, I barely saw Toro Rosso. All I saw of the Toro Rosso was when um, uh, Kvyat finished with his, with his failure, which we'll get to, mm, and yeah. you could see him in between two tyre walls. <laughs> And that was, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the yeah. one shot of the whole race. That's sort of a Toro Rosso. Didn't see yeah, finish. and other than uh, science as well, with his little spin at the beginning, and then yeah. his his little bit of a fight with Alonso. Yeah. They, that was the only time you really saw him. Even that, they cut off like yeah. before it had finished. Yeah. So yeah, who knows what's going on there? Um, Haas, a points finish for Haas with Magnussen coming home eighth. His first um, points match, isn't it? This season, yeah. Um, He'd, he'd, he'd done a good job with the tyres, really, and just keeping good life in the tyres to to maximise strategy, really, there. And then Grosjean came home 11th, and it sounds like it was a bit of a scrappy race. Like, he got into a lot of scuffles with other drivers that, as we've just been saying, weren't really on camera. It's only afterwards you find out that he's had a few little bumps and scrapes with people on track, which I didn't even know about until yeah. I was reading afterwards. So maybe that needs looking at from Liberty Media's point of view, because even if you see replays of it, you know, while something else is going on, it's not. That's better than nothing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like say we all about the Pink Force India. At least it's pink because they've got like a big title sponsor in. But if the car's never on TV, then why are any sponsors <laughs> going to bother sponsoring? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Totally. Uh, Toro Rosso, Science pulled off the bold start on Slicks to come home seventh in Bold, in the end. Is that we're it. <laughs> yeah, we're calling it Bold. Kvyat <laughs> <laughs> uh, DNF'd, as Stu was just saying, uh, it was a hydraulics failure. Apparently, he lost the power steering and then kind of everything else packed in not long after that. So, that was all a hydraulics issue for him. Um, the Force Indias, which we barely saw other than Perez smacking into um, <laughs> Stroll, they came home ninth and 10th for a double points finish. It's Respectable, but... Lucky not to break something, because Stroll's rear end yeah. knackered, wasn't it? So he was lucky not to break anything on the front, really. Yeah, that's true. A bit of tough stuff, that Force India. Same, same goes for the Toro Rosso, I suppose, with yeah, the I way that so. Science smacked the barrier as well. <laughs> um, 
the Red Bulls, obviously, we know a great drive from Max to get from 17th. I think he officially started on the grid and got up to third. Uh, just because of penalties for other people, it was it was seventeenth, yeah. um, which I believe I heard them saying is exactly the same as what Weber did a couple of years ago at China. Yeah. Oh. Nice. So that's an interesting little one for you there. Mm. Uh, Ricardo struggled with pace on the inters for whatever reason, but had a much better time on the slicks and was obviously challenging Max for the podium uh, towards the end in the closing laps. So. Mm. A good drive from yeah. Daniel, but I think he just struggled with setup on the inters to really yeah. like that car has a very, very small window that it's yeah. fast in. I think that's I yeah. think he said he had a front wing adjustment at his pit stop and the car like Yes, made a big difference came yeah. to life after that. Yeah. Uh Ferrari, Kimmy had a bit of a nothing race. I'm Again. not wrong in saying that, am I? Yeah. Um No, he complained of a loss of power, as we were saying earlier, uh, and eventually came home in fifth. Seb was scuppered by the second safety card and and all that that we've talked about in terms of strategy. Um, but I think it could have definitely been a good race between him and Hamilton if it wasn't for that. Just because that Ferrari is quick. Yeah, there's already talk of uh, Ferrari sitting down to talk with Kimi about his performances. And it's like, I'm sure we had this at a, the exact same point last year. And, and then, then he started out performing Vettel a little bit in places. Yeah, about halfway through the season, he turned up and saved yeah. his seat for this year. So maybe, I don't know, maybe he's just, you can never tell with him, but I don't know, maybe his heart's just not in it anymore. Maybe yeah. he's just, he's had a bit of enough. Yeah. And I he, would be surprised if he was still there next year. Yeah. I don't think he'll be at Ferrari next year. I don't think he'd want to drive if he wasn't, though, as well. No. Would you want to move down the grid in this era? Probably I not. don't think I would no. personally. I think but, yeah. it's his birthday uh, today as well. Happy birthday, Kimmy! Happy birthday, Kimmy! Happy birthday, Kimmy! Now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just slagged you off a little bit. <laughs> uh, and then finally rounding off with the Mercs, uh, pretty straightforward drive for Lewis because of uh, what happened with Seb. Never really troubled other than early on in the race, and like I say, after that it was his, pretty much his to set the pace and just get on with it. Um, Bottas a silly mistake, as we'll call it, behind the safety car. Dropped yeah. him from 5th to 12th at the time. So, uh, And then he sort of fought his way back through the field a little bit. but Yeah, recovered to 6th, I believe. It's not great, though, is it? That car, no. you would want to be sticking that car on the podium every race, really. Especially when you've got a teammate like Hamilton. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Speaking you of need Hamilton, to be there or thereabouts. We should be very complimentary of Hamilton for this race because he did control it from lights to flag. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Never looks that threatened, really. No. Uh, at the other you... scale, do we have uh, any nominations for our what the Jeff are we doing moment? Um, well, would you, like, would you like the bite of sound? Oh, should we have the sound bite? Let's have the sound bite first. Let's have that. Let's do it. Out of the race goes Taki Inui. And Maldonado tries to go around the outside of him. They almost touch, but they're not quite. But it was he over. Oh, they hit! Outside, oh, Hamilton in the wall. <laughs> Honestly, what the f*** are we doing here? <laughs> there will be a week when we don't laugh at that. It's the Jonathan Noble bit. When Jonathan Noble's. Is it Jonathan Noble? He's talking about uh, Maldonado. I think we say a different name every week. I can't actually remember which commentator it is. It's, there's Ledgard, isn't there? Ledgard, that's it's Ledgard. No, I don't think it is Ledgard. It's is sound, it he sounds too excited. Ledgard sounded like he was half asleep all the time. <laughs> we'll uh, have to go back and listen to the old commentators from 
That's from BBC's full coverage days, I oh, think that, isn't it? It was Valencia. I think it's Ben Edwards. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll work out who it is so we can be more accurate yeah. with our funny <laughs> funny comments. How many um, people are going to slag off today in this podcast? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and now it's time to slag off some more. Um, <laughs> We're so, not done yet. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is it Giovinazzi? I kind of ought to be, I think. To have to give it to Giovinazzi, but... I mean, so there was Bottas spinning behind the safety car, which is pretty bad. Mm -hmm. Then there's the whole Perez stroll crash, which was sort of, like we said, a bit of kind of six of one, half dozen of the other. Yeah. Yeah. But Mm. crashing in a straight line is just never good, is it? After doing something extremely similar in a qualifying session yeah, the day before, twice yeah. in two days, it's pretty the same bad. place, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's yeah. got to be Giovinazzi. Hasn't I'm it? sorry, Giovinazzi. We sorry. like you a lot, but it's the Jerry of the day. <laughs> no. Award goes to Giovinazzi. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, uh, Jerry Vinazzi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Drive of the day nominations. Um, for me, it was. It was Verstappen just to get from the back to third the way he did. And I know he had a couple of little mistakes, like the couple of lockups against Vettel and then against Ricardo. But he had a big old was a... the safety car as well. Did you see that? No, I don't remember that. It wasn't one. nearly as big as it was in Brazil last year. But he had a, a massive sideways moment coming through one of the quick corners behind the safety car as well, and sort of collected it up. Oh, I don't remember that. I don't remember seeing that. But um, it's similar to Brazil, where he, he pulled off the epic catch. Yeah, yeah. I I I put a nomination for Carlos Sainz. I know he had the worst first lap in history, but the risk sort of paid off, and he he was running. I think he was running as high as like fourth or fifth at one point with the pit stops, but he yeah held on for sixth in the Toro Rosso, which I think is damn impressive. Um, oh, it's between quite, the two of them, I think. Definitely quite a good quote I saw from him actually. Give me one sec. Um, No, I can't find it. Never mind. <laughs> my, my, fair enough. I think my vote, just purely on a on a show basis uh, and based on sort of what we did see of the driver, would have to go to Verstappen just because that opening lap and all the footage from that opening lap is epic. That is a masterclass. It is good of yeah. overtaking, especially in these cars. A race where there's like literally thirty, uh, what is it, a third of the overtaking from last season. And yeah. he put in like a big percentage. Yeah, if, there, if there was fifty, yeah, if there was fifty on track, how many was it? Fifty-one over fifty-two, I think. Fifty-two on track overtakes. He did at least ten of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fifth yeah. of the overtakes in the whole race were done by Verstappen. That's amazing. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. We're nothing if not democratic here, so I will, uh, I will bow to your votes and we'll give it to Verstappen. Yeah, he's definitely got my vote. I think we've already definitely said move of the day was Vettel around the outside of Ricardo. Yeah. Although I think it Ricardo was... wins a part of that award just for the little little bit of wheel rubbing that he instigated as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um yeah, it was it was a ballsy move to try and do what he did in the first place. Even if the car is a you know, a better car on track, yeah. it's still pretty ballsy to try and go around the outside like that and yeah. Ricardo kept it interesting as well. So, yeah, between the two of them, I think that's got to go down as a move of the day for me. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it for the race, really. Yeah. I mean, I stayed awake for an early morning race, so that kind of says quite a lot about how good it was. 
Oh, one more mm. little thing. Williams were fastest pit stop again. Uh, 2.52 seconds. Wow. Ooh. Which is not as quick as their sub twos the major couple of times last year. But then again, it is with bigger, heavier tyres. Yeah, so. yeah, big fat tyres yeah. this season. That well, adds about half a second. A lot of the teams were airing around three seconds from what I remember seeing. So to be down at two and a half again is yeah. quite a big gap, really. Um, I did enjoy, I think it was on Reddit, someone said, like Williams always seemed to be top and it's often Massa as well. I wonder how much of that is down to Massa just being really good at stopping on the marks. Uh, and someone replied, uh, if Stroll ever makes it to his first pit stop, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> Quality. <laughs> Which I enjoy. That's savage. <laughs> um, otherwise, I guess there's a little bit of non-Chinese news. Well, there's one piece of news from China which is that Red Bull now want clarity over grid positions after Vettel decided to park up half a car's width over from where yeah. he was supposed to. Yeah, it was a long way yeah. across. I think I'm looking at the picture now and it's quite a way over. That's a little bit naughty I mean, of, of, of Vettel for doing that. Everyone's in, everyone's in the same situation. Everyone has a box that they park in. Yeah, for him yeah. to sort of take exception and, and go against that is a bit... I think that's really... It's not right. I mean, looking at this picture taken from head on, Raikkonen's head is over the top of Vettel's right rear tyre. <laughs> so like, he would like like half a car width yeah. across, yeah. yeah. I'm actually surprised he didn't get a penalty for that, to be honest. I think if he'd gained an advantage, he might well have got a penalty yeah. for it. I suppose if he'd like straight away swiped across the track or something, that might have made a difference. Yeah. But... I think I think the thing is, in a situation like that, they're, they're ultimately they're trying to... They're trying to avoid the white lines of the box, aren't they? For the yeah, because it's wet. Works. They're trying to avoid the paint, which is which is fine. But if you look down that head-on picture, Hamilton's slightly off centre. Bottas behind him is slightly off centre. Raikkonen's slightly off centre. They're all slightly off to avoid the white yeah, line. Yeah, that's not true. No one extent. to the extreme that Vettel is. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I think it, it should be, it should be within reason, and, and maybe that one's looking at and just a retrospective rule now of saying you know you, you need to be in your box, maybe within a tire widths of yeah. your box, or something you know something like that. Because yeah. in Japan last year, um, Ricardo actually got like advanced permission to start slightly off his grid box because yeah. there was so much water in his in particular. But in this case, it was just Vettel did a bad parking job, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if he just lost track of where he was and, and was like, oh. <laughs> Oh well, I'll just say that it was my uh, white lines <laughs> that were all wet. <laughs> uh, other stuff going on. Uh, the Malaysian Grand Prix is no more. This year's is going to be the last one. Yeah. yeah, that's a bit of a um, shame. I think I quite like that track. I do as well. It's been around for what ten years now. A bit more. Yeah, than that. This, they're keeping the MotoGP though, so it's not like the track itself becomes redundant. Yeah, because they, they, but they get a big crowd for MotoGP and they don't for F1. Ooh. I don't know what it is. Well, not in comparison, anyway. Should I say? Like, I suppose the crowd's maybe not that bad for F1, but it's definitely bigger when you watch the bikes there. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, they had to find space in the calendar because Germany's coming back, and they apparently reached a deal with Liberty, Liberty Media to end their contracts a little bit early. Um, but yeah, I think it's still a shame. It's a, it's a decent track, that. Yeah. Uh, it's at the end of the well not the end of the season but it's down at, with Japan and yeah Singapore isn't it this year yeah down definitely at the back end. 
Yeah. Certainly, tracks I'd have lost before Malaysia if it was up to me. But uh, yeah, if you here's a, that's a that's a fun topic. If you could lose any track on the on the calendar other than the Malaysian GP, which track would it be? Oh, do you want me to go through the list? Mm, I'd be tempted to say Sochi because there's not a huge amount that goes on there. Sochi, that's the uh, inverse turn eight. Track, yeah, isn't it? so, it's not got a bad track. But reverse it's... Turkey Turn Eight. I've got. I think the thing is, I'm going to end up picking something like that. That's a that's a newer track because I don't have the nostalgia feeling with it. Mm. Like I wouldn't want to lose anything like Barcelona, Monaco, uh, um, Austria. Now it's back. Um, yeah. Obviously, Silverstone. You know, yeah. there's loads on there. Spa, Monza. You don't yeah, want to lose them. You, you know, when you look down them. that calendar, actually, there's probably only really the Azerbaijan, and that needs another chance to put on a good race because last season was kind of. I felt like well, I never. I didn't actually see the race. It was a weird last one. season, but it seemed like a bit of a weird one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it needs a chance. Um, it's it's Singapore or Abu Dhabi for me. Yeah, so Abu Dhabi does get a bit of a bad rep. It's not always a Singapore is a spectacle that doesn't produce a great race. Abu Dhabi's just mm. I don't know. And as a season closer as well, it just doesn't feel right. Get rid of that. Make Brazil be the last race again. Mm. Yeah. Cool. That wraps that one up. Done. There you go. <laughs> With a decision made for you, Liberty Media. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be um, in touch. And speaking of Brazil. Apparently, Bernie Eccleston is considering buying Interlagos from the city of Sao Paulo. Great yeah, segue. Great segue <laughs> Thanks. <in> there, Chris. <laughs> Sorry, go on. I, I like that by pointing it out, you've now ruined it. But, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently Sao Paulo is pretty broke and they're selling off lots of assets. Um, and I didn't know the city still actually owns the circuit, um, but they're thinking of flogging it. And Bernie's popped up saying he might buy it up. Mm. which is interesting because the whole time he Bernie was around doing stuff he loved to complain about Interlagos and yeah. how bad the facilities were and he might force them to yeah if you can't beat and join them money on it yeah it'd be interesting to see what he does with it if he does get it yeah it's a weird one that you probably I'd buy it if Liberty decided they didn't want it on the calendar anymore <laughs> once he's bought it that'd be quite funny oh I imagine oh that'd be brutal <laughs> It'd be, I'd also be interested to see what he thinks of the race fees now he's the one paying them and not the one receiving them. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's an odd one, that. Whether it'll come of mm. anything, I don't know. Well, it's if anyone contract. can afford it, Bernie can. Yeah, it's got a contract yeah. for three years, so... Let's It'd see. be nice to see him do something with it because it's it's a obviously a hugely historic track. Yeah. And it's a great track. It's a great track for... It's just a fantastic track to watch the cars go around at. The only thing it's lacking is the facilities, isn't it? Like the, the, yeah, it's it just needs quite to pan down and a, and a, bit... a resurface. And yeah, yeah. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's about it for news, I think. There's not much else going on outside of Race World. No. So, should we dive into our predictions time? Predictions game. Yeah. Well, results of predictions game. Oh, yeah. Um... Do you want to run us through it, Tom? You've, you, yeah. you added a, you've added an extra column to the uh, the table. We have, yeah, we I have got it, new yeah. participants. Who's, um, the, who's this then? <laughs> well, we've um, 
we had a prediction in from the guys at That's Live podcast who decided to join in with the Chinese Grand Prix predictions and they've decided that they would like to become a regular fixture and predict every week with us on Twitter. Yay! That's more people. And obviously, everyone else can do the same if you wish to by following us on Twitter and Facebook and stuff, which we'll mention in a little bit. But It's 2017, for God's sake. That's it, it's 2017, for God's sake. Follow us, interact with us. Interact with us. Uh, but yeah, they sent in their predictions. You can do too, as we'll cover in a little while. Um, so we went for Pulse at first, and the three of us here uh, all went Hamilton and all scored a point because we're all very, very clever men. <laughs> <laughs> or we all played it safe, however yep. you want to look at it. Um, the guys at Dat's Life went for Vettel, uh, and unluckily for them, that got them nothing. Nil point. Uh, in terms of race winner Chris you originally went Bottas that went well I decided to play safe again and go Hamilton and Stu went Vettel along with the guys at Dat's Life they thought it was going to be a Vettel double there uh, so there was only me uh, myself a point in that one we are um, in 2013 hmm. yeah <laughs> uh, in uh, terms of first retirement Chris went Bad Sauber Ericsson. Uh, I thought Palmer after his bad weekend previously in Australia. Stu and that's life, though, sticking together again <laughs> with a good old Lance Stroll. And although it wasn't his own fault and it was the fault of someone else, that's a whole point to both of you two. Yeah, he strolled into the gravel. Not the barrier, but the gravel. <laughs> he strolled into the gravel. You're going to do that every week, aren't you? Yes. Do you I- know what I... <laughs> Do you know what I realised about the Giovinazzi thing as well? Quote from you, Stu, oh, last no. week. Oh, no, was it? Was It It was one of you. I can't remember which it was now. One of you, your exact words were, there's not, oh, no, it was Chris, there's not really anything to hit at China, is there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, my, Mr. Giovinazzi found something to hit twice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Giovinazzi, the random driver last week was... Antonio himself. Um, nobody was spot on because nobody thought he'd crash and DNF. Uh, the two closest people were Chris and Stu, who predicted 15th. That was the lowest position predicted. Um, guys at That's Life were optimistic and went 11th. And I was even more, well, even more optimistic than these two at least and went 14th. So 15th for Chris and Stu gets them half a point each for being nearest yeah. and then lastly we did number of finishes um, which actual number of finishes was 15 14 15 on the day <laughs> I'll get that right yeah it was 15 on the day and we came close it was Chris said 16 and the guys at Dat's Life also said 16 so that's a half point for both of those uh, me and Stu were slightly more optimistic unfortunately <laughs> and that's also wrong. Season, isn't it? Yeah, wrong with our number of total number of cars count initially. If you listen back to the last <laughs> podcast, <laughs> uh, but we were still wrong regardless. Uh, so overall, that leaves the scores. Chris is leading the way currently with four points now after two races. Uh, I'm not far behind him on three and a half. Stu is finally off the mark with two and a half, and the guys at That's Life podcast have got a point and a half themselves. So. 
they're still in touch and they've missed a race. Come on, Stu. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I did win this week, though. I got the most points this week, so let's. Uh, I'm, off, I'm off the mark now. So. Um... Yeah, you did win the week, I suppose. Ways up. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Which moves uh, us on to Bahrain, which is mere days away already. Yeah. Yeah. Pole position. Who wants to go first this time? Um, I went first last time. I think it's your turn this time, Chris, if we're going from right to left. <laughs> right to left. <laughs> <laughs> like we're all in the same room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, pole position. Vettel. Vettel. There you go, Tom. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Vettel as well. Vettel as well. Um, I am going to... Ah, Bahrain, Bahrain. I I'm gonna stick with Hamilton again. I think oh. Hamilton's got this. So I think he's gonna get a, his record seventh pole position in a row. Mm. It's probably a good shout, to be honest. Um, so Chris, the winner. Uh, I think Tom can go first this time. Oh, sorry. Tom. Yeah, I'll go first because Chris went first last time. Yeah. Uh, winner. I'm gonna go for a Vettel double this this Ooh, week coming up. The Vettel, Vettel. Mm. Um, my winner this week will be Hamilton again. I'm going to say Hamilton is going to go clean, sweep, pole and win. Ooh, see, I'm going to go Vettel double as well. Oh, ooh, you you two against me. All right, then. This could either go really well or really badly for you. Yeah. Um, do, right, first retirement. It's, it's my turn to go first with this one. Do yeah. we know if Giovinazzi will be racing next week? <laughs> we don't know for definite yet. We yeah. don't actually know. <laughs> first retirement... I believe the current plan is that Verline's going to be back, but yeah. Okay, I'm going to steer clear of both of those then because the odds of either of them not being in the race are just too high right now. So uh, my first retiree would have to be. I've got to go. I'm going to go stroll again. Hmm. Hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Ericsson again. If I keep saying Ericsson, eventually I'll be right. That's my logic. Um, I'm gonna say Stoffel's gonna have bad luck again. He's not had much luck this season with that car, and I think it could be Stoffel. Okay. And now, shall we go straight to number of finishes, and then we'll do the random driver at the end? Go for that. Yeah. Um, and Chris, it's your turn. Number of finishers. I'm going to go with out of twenty, just so we're all clarify. <laughs> <laughs> there are twenty cars. <laughs> I'm going to go with sixteen. Sixteen. Tom. Um. I don't know. Um. 14. 14. It's, it's, a, it's one of those where people do come together a bit. And, I don't know. 14. I'm going to say, I'm going to go stick with 17, like I said last week as well. So I'm not far different from my last week's predictions, but they did me well last week. So uh, yeah. I'm not unhappy about that. So it's time for a random driver to be generated. Random driver. I've generated a number. And that number on the list is 
It's Lance Stroll. Oh, oh. Lance Stroll. Oh, no. Well, I've, I've got to say well. 20th, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> you sort of backed yourself to a corner there. Yeah. Although, you could, you, that's, you could hedge your bets and say someone else. Oh, no, actually, yeah. He could, could bin it on the last lap and not. And um, everyone else. He could be ruining fifth, bin it in the last lap, and everyone else be... Uh, but the the other thing is, if you say that he's a first retirement and he'll finish twentieth, you're going a bit get a bust there. As in, he's got to. That's yeah. an outcome. This is your get out of jail free card. That if he doesn't, that's true. Retire first, you're still gonna potentially earn some points here. Yeah, just so, just helping you out. Okay, a little if bit. he doesn't retire, then mm-hmm. um, I think he will be somewhere around the. I'm gonna say. 12th place you nearly said 10th at one point then as well <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I'm very optimistic I am going to say 10th oh that's what I was going to say first points for Lance this weekend yeah I, I think that just where he looked in qualifying and things like that I think that given a strong weekend putting it together he might be able to bring it home in the point so I'm going to say 10th as well I'm with you Chris okay you seem very uh, aligned you two this week yeah we have actually gone three of that's why we're leading the board right now (laughs) have you you been secretly conferring is this what's (laughs) no we're just very very smart Stu (laughs) apart from my week one wild guesses of everyone from Finland is going to do well (laughs) Every week and hope for the best. Yeah, yeah. Pull them out of a hat. Yeah. <laughs> Next week I'm going Hamilton Pole and a Palmer win. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Alright. I think that's about it, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that will do for this week. We'll be back in a week's time because Bahrain is almost immediate. The cars are on their way there as we speak, which is very exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um if you've got any predictions as well feel free to send them in to us through any means you like uh you can twitter us at back of the grid f1 is that our twitter that is our twitter (laughs) send them to that or send them to any of our twitters or however you want facebook we're in all the places instagram i guess we'll try and pay attention instagram is back of the grid.com as well yeah you can probably send them to us there somehow even yeah. comment or something. We'll yeah. figure it out. Figure it out. It's two thousand. You're not. You're not idiots. You're Formula One fans. You can do it. Smoke signals. Whatever you like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, do that and get involved, and you can get on the leaderboard uh, and probably beat us because we're not very good at it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we will see you next week. So thanks for listening, and say goodbye, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. No hilarious bloopers this week, sadly. No. Are there? No. No. I even got the intro right, which is a miracle. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we we do a fake one? (laughs) (laughs)